Blog Talk Radio. Wow. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. There we go. Good, good, you good. Let me just say this. I want to thank again Steve Tritsu, the head coach and former U.S. International Defender uh, of the Colorado Springs Switchbacks for being on the show. Joining me now, and I'm sorry, Kevin, I wasn't trying to cut you off. That <laughs> <laughs> was an accident. He cut off first. I was trying to... I was trying to take him off the switchboard, and then he caught, he beat me to the punch, and I knocked you out by accident. No Kevin Lafferday off I'm the back. Woodwork podcast, Montreal Impact. Of course, he was. I was on his show on a live uh, on a live uh, YouTube uh, show with him today, and uh, he's with me today, of course, uh, to talk about what happened on a crazy Tuesday. Montreal Impact and the New York Red Bulls made a deal. It was. Sending over Philippe Martin's uh, allocation money, uh, as well as the uh, number one spot in the allocation order uh, to the Red Bulls for Ambrose Ayongo, as well as Eric Alexander, and a few other things as well. Kevin, obviously, this is a big trade for both teams, but as we talked about earlier on your show, uh, you feel this is advantage Montreal. I do, especially now that uh, Montreal went and got a Oduro later on today, a striker that they needed. Now they have Eric Alexander to a consistent, solid midfielder that used to be good for New York. 34 games average since 2010 played per year, which is a lot for a defender. And that's what Montreal needs, somebody that's going to consistently play in MLS this season because he's complied with New York, so he's not going to be able to play in the CONCACAF Champions League for Montreal. But the fact that Oyongo and uh, Alexander at Cup Tide, it's going to make them focus on MLS, and it's less of a hassle for the coach because he already knows that those two players are only going to play in MLS, and I think that's positive going forward. Yeah, absolutely, because you know, right now you have a big matchup, uh, depending on what happens uh, with the CBA negotiations, but I do understand that uh, if there is a lockout or a strike, I do understand that uh, the MLS will allow their clubs, D.C. United and Montreal, to be involved in the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions League 14-15 season. So at least there's some positives. You will get some matches. Exactly. There's been talk about an uns- unwritten agreement or maybe a handshake that's been dealt uh, between uh, the Soap Players Association and MLS that they will allow their club to play in the CONCACAF Champions League or they won't do a strike or a lockout until the clubs are out of it, uh, which makes sense because season only starts a month and a half from now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Pachuca is going to be a very interesting adversary and opponent for the Montreal Impact at the end of February. The return leg is going to be in Montreal at the Big O in front of hopefully what's going to be a huge crowd the decisive game is playing in Montreal. We don't usually see that in the Champions League. We're used to the other way around. So that could be interesting. And Arjuro is going to be able to play in that game. One of the probably the piece that was missing. But today, Felipe to New York and Oyongo to Montreal are probably the biggest keys in the trade. We'll see what New York does with their international, not their first top spot of allocation process. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. And like you said earlier, it was a busy Tuesday. Very busy. Yes, it wasn't busy, but in a way it was. So that's only for us, though. That's it. But still, <laughs> um, you know, about Philippe Martins, obviously it sounds like he's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades type of midfielder. He can be in the middle. He can be on the wing on the left, be on the wing on the right. 
Uh, but you don't, so want them on the, like, you don't want them on the wing, Daniel, to, me, to be honest. You want them in the midfield. You want them in the, <laughs> the central attack position. Don't put them deeper because he's going to have trouble finding space. He's best when he's alone in the midfield. What I mean is when he's part of either three or himself in the middle, when he have a lot of space to move around. When he's playing with somebody close to him in the midfield, he doesn't quite seem to find his footing and find his space on the pitch. And it doesn't have the space to exploit his skills and his talent. He needs a lot of space to do that. And himself, by himself in the midfield, usually that's what that's where he thrives. Absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, with Oyongo going to Montreal, I mean, he at least answers a couple of... Uh, questions about, you know, where you're going to put him. I mean, you could put him as a left back or right back. Uh, he can be a right wing midfielder. He can be a left wing midfielder as well. I mean, he can cross the ball for you uh, for target strikers. He can bring up the ball. He can juke around a couple of times on the defender, make him look silly, and then just cross it in a very, what looks like not to be a dangerous situation, can become a dangerous situation if you give him time and space on the ball. Yeah, it does seem like this. So Yongo seems a very uh, confident with the ball, not being afraid to overlap when he's playing at a fullback position. And when he's sub in the midfield, deep midfield, he can be really useful by just sparking that attack on the, the, the wing side of the pitch, which we're really not used in Montreal. We need somebody that can do that. We've seen young product in the league like the Yedliner being known for that and now being part of Tottenham. Hopefully, Oyongo can bring the same type of attack flair in the fullback for the Montreal Impact. Yeah, absolutely. But what do you make about Frank Klopas' first season with Montreal? Obviously, it was a terrible year last year. We all know Davayo has retired. Uh, and the only good thing, the only good four games you had was in the CONCACAF Champions League, and now you're in the quarterfinals. But do you think these new players will mesh with what Frank Klopas wants from the impact? I think slowly Frank Klopas is starting to have the assets that he needs to be able to have a decent team on the pitch. Last year, he didn't really shy about it, but he was not necessarily happy with the moves that Nick DeSantis made when he was a technical director of the Impact. Well, more of the general manager. It was a weird system last year. This year is actually the pyramid of, or the organizational pyramid is more clear and more defined. And Adam Brads in the last couple of weeks with Frank Lopez have already built a totally different defense focused on French-speaking defender that can actually help give the team an exotic flair that we don't really see in MLS. And it's going to be great to have that. But the team itself, the holes that were needed to be plugged have slowly been plugged low profile in the last couple of weeks. And it's really think, starting to uh, look really good. Adam Braz have impressed me. Frank Lopez as well, both together, have really able to correct the bad trades of 2014. If you could say, Because on top of being bad last year on the pitch... Off the pitch, they were not that much better either. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with Montreal now that... Uh, all those uh -huh. trades are done, but uh, I think it's going to be Frank Lopez. He can't have a worse 2015 that he had in 2014. No, absolutely. And I was going to say, I have a little mic issue. I apologize for that. Uh, I was going to say, we all know about Montreal, obviously French-Canadian uh, town in the province of Quebec in Canada. 
um, I mean, it's always good to have a, a player who has come from, whether it's France itself or uh, in Africa, there's a French uh, nation in Africa that, you know, players can get used to, can, can you know, feel comfortable being in town. Do you feel Oyongo could be a lot comfortable now because he'll be playing in Montreal this season? We'll see. After the trade today, it's in uh, rumors that Oyongo wasn't really happy about the trade, that he wasn't traded without his knowledge and stuff like that. So we'll see what his adjustment period is in Montreal. Hopefully that all changes when he comes to town and meet everybody. And uh, hopefully he uh, he sits in really uh, quickly. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. Obviously, his agent also wasn't happy about the trade that yeah, they, he wasn't informed about either. But you know, they they have to understand. You know, this is North America style, uh, you know, contracts and trades and all that other fun things. Because you know, you know, you're going to get traded and you're not going to like it sometimes. And you're going to feel. I know. Obviously, he enjoyed being in New York. I understand. But this is the nature of the business here with sports in uh, in North America. Sometimes you're not going to get informed about about trades and tough. That's how it is uh, in this business. You know, I mean, personally, I have to admit that um, I wasn't uh, at first a fan of this deal. But then again, you got to give up something to get something, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, the Red Bulls did. They you know they went after Philippe Martins, and they had to jettison both Eric Alexander and Ambrose Youngo. And of course, a couple other financial moves, as well as the allocation order moves to an allocation money to make everything happen. And obviously, you feel it's a win for Montreal right now. Uh, I feel at the moment uh, there's no win on either side. I think both sides addressed their needs of what they needed and what holes had to be filled. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But still, you know, for Montreal, uh, you know, been to the playoffs once. Uh, last year was Vancouver into the playoffs for the first time. And as you know, Toronto is jealous, but, um, <laughs> but still, uh, Kevin, it just, it, to me, it seems like Frank Klopas is starting to develop and assemble the, the club he wants to go forward in his vision. That's exactly what I think as well. That's exactly the way it looks like. He did not shy away last week at the beginning of the training camp. If you go to the Off the Woodworks show last week, I did a, about an eight-minute interview with Frank Klopas that's on the show, his uh, first day of training camp press scrum. And he's not shy of talking about where he still thinks he needs a striker and he needs players like this. And look, Oduro got traded for today. And I think... Uh, his relationship with Adam Braz might be better than his relationship was with DeSantis. And I think together they can achieve something more, at, at least maybe not a playoff, but close to it. At least not being the laughing stock of Major League Soccer like they were last year. And I think they're already in the right direction for that right now, Daniel. Oh, it sounds like it. Oops. Yep, it sounds like it. it. I definitely agree with you. And I really do believe that they're starting to get back. I'll be honest with you. I've always felt Montreal... Uh, should have always been that club, uh, not just from within Canada, but within the Eastern Conference of MLS, that they were probably the ones to ascend higher than what Toronto has been. I mean, Toronto always has those great starts, but it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And Toronto fizzled really quickly. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I believe that Montreal should be ahead of where the other two Canadian teams are. But right now, uh, Vancouver and Montreal are probably the stronger of the three. 
Absolutely. Right now, Montreal and Toronto really made some great moves in the offseason. Not as flashy. Well, Toronto's still flashy with Jovinko and Altador. Montreal, not as flashy as a Devayo or Vanesta, but more productive on the pitch. If we're talking about Laurent Simon signed last week, a defender from Belgium, from the Stade de Liège, who comes in Montreal for the right reason, for the benefit of his family. And on top of it, he's going to be able to play and play a major part of the Montreal defense. That's going to be interesting. Baki Sumare from Chicago, who was selected at the first choice and the second part of the re-entry draft a couple weeks ago. Still not sold on the guy. Still believe he can be a little reckless on the pitch uh, at the most inopportune time. We'll see what his tenure with the Montreal Impact say. But on top of it, you get uh, uh, a lot of new defenders. Oyongo, you get uh, a great new mentality. And I think a, a lot of, not necessarily problem in the locker room, but a lot of people that were maybe disgruntled have left the ship. And now we're left with a positive Clean slate heading into 2015. The 2014 season has been forgotten. And I believe 2015 might be the season where we finally get a consistent season. Where the result we get at the beginning are consistent to the results we have at the end of the season. Absolutely. Kevin, thanks again for being on the show. I'll definitely talk to you during the preview shows. And uh, continue success with Off the Woodwork podcast. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for having me on your show. All right, no problem. Kevin Laramie. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.